Levi was actually under a curse. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But Moses was a Levite, was from the tribe of Levi. And they are a picture, if when you study in, in the Old Testament, how many knows that the things were written aforetime was written for our learning? That the Old Testament is a land of type and shadow, but it was also written that we would learn from, from illustrations and types and pictures. Now, I realize that you can't do types and pictures out of everything, but some of them are really clear and gives us a, a real uh, insight into things that's going on. And the tribe of Levi are a picture of the church. How many knows that the New Testament describes us as kings and priests? That's a New Testament uh, label that we wear. Whether we want to wear that one or not, the tribe of Levi was, was part of the priestly tribe. Uh, Aaron and his direct descendants was the temple priest. And the, and the, Levi, the Levites are, was given the, the the chore or the ministry of taking care of the things of the sanctuary. When it was moved, they would pack everything up, they would fold it up, and at the risk of their life, they were committed to taking care of the things of God. Now, it wasn't a light thing because if you didn't, if you didn't move the things of God right, God settled your hash. And so these people were a very strong, committed people, okay? So uh, you have to understand that. Now, so it gives us instructions. And the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan across from Jericho, saying, Command the children of Israel that they give the Levites cities to dwell in from the inheritance of their possessions, and you shall also give the Levites common land around the cities. They shall have the cities to dwell in, and their common land shall be for their cattle, for their herds, and for all their animals." <clears throat> The common land of the cities which you shall give the Levites shall extend from the wall of the city outward a thousand cubits all around. And you shall measure outside the city on the east side 2,000 cubits, on the south side 2,000 cubits, on the west side 2,000 cubits, and on the north side 2,000 cubits. We'll unpack that hopefully at the end of this we can get to it. And the city shall be in the middle. This shall belong to them as common land for the cities. Now among the cities which you will give to the Levites, you shall appoint six cities of refuge, to which a manslayer may flee, and to those you shall add 42 cities. Now I want to stop there. So all the cities, now, now go ahead and do number seven. So all the cities you will give to the Levites shall be 48. These you shall give with their common lands. What's the number 48? What does it number 48 mean? It stands for dwelling. It stands for dwelling, Okay. It wasn't by chance that God separated and gave them 48 cities, but it was by design because they were to represent God throughout the land of Israel as a dwelling, okay? Now, notice number one, the tribe of Levi was not allotted their own portion of land in Canaan. Now, the New Testament, the reason they didn't, wasn't given their land was that they were to be mingled and scattered throughout the tribe. Now, if they had been given their own land, then they would have been separatists. God never meant the church to be separatists or isolated. But the church was to influence all parts of society, all parts of the land. So it, this was by design, okay? Now, notice, they weren't given land of their own. The New Testament church is recognized as pilgrims. We are sojourners. We are pilgrims. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 11 
Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. We have no continuing city here as the church. We are looking for the city just like Abraham. He was the father of the faithful, so we're looking for the city. So this tribe represents and is a picture of the church. They were to be given 48 cities scattered throughout Israel. Now, this was the result of the curse. The tribe of Levi was under a curse. Why were they under a curse? Why was they under a curse? Genesis chapter 49, verse 7. Jacob is giving blessings to his children. And he is saying some things about Levi and Simeon. Cursed be their anger, for it is fierce, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them, what? In Israel. Why is he going to do that? Why were they cursed? Exactly. Now, their sister, in the course of their sojourning in the wilderness, uh, one of their sisters uh, was uh, raped by a, a tribe in, in the wilderness. The, the elders had met. This young man wanted to marry the girl and make things right. And they made a covenant with him. And, they, and the whole city was circumcised and came under the covenant of Abraham. So while the men of the city were sore, Simeon and Levi got together because of their anger and hatred for these people, went and killed, killed them all in their anger. And as a result of that, when Jacob gave the blessings to his offspring, he pronounced a curse upon them because of their anger. Now, how many understands that we were under a curse? We was under the curse of sin. We needed, we needed someone to reverse the curse on our life. And God sent someone. He sent His Son. Now, notice the curse was reversed and made into a blessing. And you'll find, that you'll find out where the, the, the curse was reversed uh, in, in, uh, in the Scriptures. Let me see where if I got the Scripture. Exodus chapter 30, 32 and verse 26. God turned the curse into a blessing. Notice what it says. Moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi to a man gathered themselves together to him. All of Israel was dancing around a golden calf. They had all turned their back on God in just a few days, all but the tribe of Levi. And as a result of them standing faithful to God and resisting bound to the idol, they came over on the Lord's side, and at that moment, God turned the curse that had been placed upon them into a blessing. Now, the curse of being scattered was not lifted, but the curse on their family was. And they were given the responsibility and the favored position of being uh, servants of the priestly tribe and taking care of the things and the articles of furniture in the, in the sanctuary. Number three, they were to influence and teach their nation. They were to be close, but at the same time separated, not mingled. Now, if they had been given a separate portion of land that was solely theirs, they would, have, they would not have been mingled throughout the rest, of the rest of the tribe and would not have done what God wanted them to do. Listen, that is a, a picture of the church. We are to influence. We are the salt of the earth. We are 
to touch and get out and touch our society, but we are not to be a part of that. We are to be separate from them, but yet at the same time influence them. So they're a picture of the church. These cities were given, now get this very carefully. These cities were given from the personal possessions of each tribe. What was given to the Levites was accepted as given unto the Lord. That sounds like tithe, doesn't it? Not only did they give them cities and land, but they also gave them portions of the harvest and everything else to sustain them. And when they gave, and when the, the rest of the children of Israel gave out of, the, of their personal possessions, it was, it was accepted and recognized as given directly to the Lord. That is a, you need to get a hold of that. Notice this. Out of the 48 cities, six were to be designated as cities of refuge. Numbers chapter 35, verses 13 and 14. And of the cities which you give, you shall have six cities of refuge. You shall appoint three cities on this side of the Jordan, and three cities you shall appoint in the land of the Canaan, which will be cities of refuge. Re a city of refuge was a place where someone had killed somebody. They could run to that city, and as long as he was in that city of refuge, they were safe if it, uh, until he came to trial. If it was found out he was a murderer, then, then he was he would be, you know, he, the, the relative, the closest relative of the person that was murdered was allowed to kill him. If he had killed somebody accidentally, he, as long as they stayed in that city of refuge, he was safe from the manslayer. And so until the high priest of that generation died, and then he could go home and he was a free man. So these, there were six of them. Six is the number of man. Remember this. A 48 is the number of dwelling. Six is the number of man, okay? Now, these cities are a picture of Jesus in the midst of, of the church. Now, if you want to find, I'm not going to go there and read these, but I'm going to give you the, their names. But the names of these cities are listed in Joshua chapter 20 in verses 7 and 8. And I'm going to give you these and, uh, with their definition, okay? They, these cities, these six are, are pictures. Remember, we're talking about city messages and city warnings. There are pictures of Jesus. Number one is Bezer, B-E-Z-E-R. It means stronghold or fortified place. The name of the Lord is what? A strong tower, Proverbs 14, 10. Okay? The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Psalms 46 and verse 1. God is our what? Refuge and strength, a very present help. In time of trouble, the, these, this first city is a picture of Jesus and what we find when we come to Christ. If you need a refuge tonight, I'm telling you, Jesus can be your refuge. When you're going through some stuff, you need somewhere to run. Who are you going to run to? Uh, you know, it's like Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters can't help you, but I can tell you Jesus can help you. Why? Because he is a refuge. And this city is a picture. If you will go there, you can find peace. It means stronghold or fortified place. Ramoth, number two, means high and exalted. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6. Check this out. And raised us up together and made us set together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. How many knows that God has highly exalted Jesus? So he is highly exalted. This city is a picture of Jesus being exalted. And when you come to him, 
I'm telling you, he will lift you out of your issues and your chaos and confusion and make you sit in heavenly places. Golan, G-O-L-A-N, implies revelation and joy. Paul prayed for the church in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 17. What did he pray for? Why, why did he pray and what did he pray for us to receive? That the God of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Revelation and joy. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. I get joy when I think about what he's done for me. When this revelation begins to, to flood your mind of what Jesus has done for you. And then, and then as the revelation begins to unfold, then joy begins to come forth uh, as the revelation is imparted to you. Number four, Kadesh. It means holy and set apart. Listen to this. I, I don't care how you feel tonight. I like what Brad said. If you're born right, I don't care what you've gone through. I don't care what you've done. If you, if you are, have a repentive spirit, uh, this is what Jesus is to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. But of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us what? He, he became what? And what? And righteousness and sanctification and redemption. If you are in Christ, I'm telling you, you're in good hands. He's got you. Okay, it is a picture. This city is a picture of, 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 of what you are in Christ. You are holy and set apart. Now, in our own strength, get this, I, our righteousness is as what? Filthy rag. Okay, so knowing that, we need sanctification, we need righteousness, and we need redemption, we need wisdom from God. That's the reason we need Jesus. I don't care how, you know, when people get lifted up a little bit in pride, and if they think they earn, if you get, you know, on Sunday morning when, I was, when we was talking about Asa, he had got to the place where I have cleansed my heart in vain. He had got to the place where he thought he had earned uh, a, a special recognition from God. And when you and I get to the place where we think we've earned a special recognition, that, that's sin, that's a little bit of pride right there. Okay. I, yes, I, I'm, not, I'm not telling you not to do the best you can and not to repent of, uh, of all your issues, but just remember, in spite of all that, Jesus is your sanctification. And you are complete in Him, all right? So that holy and set apart. Shechem means shoulder. Oh, listen to me tonight. The shoulder is a place of burden. You waiting down tonight? This is a picture of Jesus. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. What does it say? Come to me, all you are what? And I'll do what? Jesus is our burden bearer. This city and the name of this city, they were given these names not by chance. But these six cities received these names to give you a revelation and a message that if you're here tonight and you're going through some stuff, that you need some rest, you need somebody to help you along the path, I'm telling you, Jesus' shoulder is there. Whoo, man, I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but there's times that I just need a shoulder to lean on. 
I need a shoulder to lean on. I need somebody to rest my head on. And Jesus said, if you'll come. Now notice this city is available. You've got to come. We'll talk about that in a moment. But I'm telling you, you've got, you got to make yourself available. God has made provisions, okay? You've got to make yourself available. Now I feel the spirit in that tonight. I don't know about it. If you're going through some stuff and you're struggling and you and you're, don't have peace, I'm telling you, you need to come to Jesus and get a shoulder to lean on to help you through the issues. And, and uh, I just really feel that's for somebody tonight, if you'll, if you'll catch a hold of that. This last one, number six, Kerjath or Karjath Arba. It's, it's known and called in, in, in Joshua 20. It's also known as Hebron. It means fellowship. It means association. <laughs> Through Jesus, we've been reconnected. And now we have access and fellowship with who? The Father. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 7. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have what? Fellowship with one another in the blood of Jesus Christ. His Son cleanses us from all sin. Fellowship. My Jesus. If you're out of fellowship with God and, and, and you, you, you maybe sense that you're alone on this path, hey, you need to come to Jesus. This is the picture. This is the message that the city gives us. And, it, and it's for us. Notice it. I'm going to give you four things about these cities. I'm going to do some numbers. Most of these cities were elevated. If you read in Joshua chapter 20, most of them were on mountains. <laughs> Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. The greatest evangelistic tool that you have in your arsenal is your personal testimony before the world. When you and I lift up Jesus Christ in our life, People are going to be drawn to the relationship you have with God. The cities were elevated. You need to allow Jesus to elevate your life. And, and, don't, and don't be so um, consumed with being accepted by the world that you lose your effectiveness as a Christian. Can we talk? Elevated. Secondly, all access to them was to be kept free of obstacles. <laughs> the road was to be kept clear. Woe to that one that tries to put works involved in people coming to Christ. That you have to do this, or you have to do that, or you have to do this, and your hair's got to be this long, and you're dressed. I, I'm telling you. The, the greatest hindrance of the church sometimes is that we put hindrances on people coming to Christ. They don't look exactly like we want them to look or, or we, you know what I'm saying? These roads would, would be kept clear. You keep the road to Christ as clear. Don't you put, become an, a stumbling block or an obstacle to people coming and finding Jesus, okay? These roads are to be kept clear. You keep the path clear don't put nothing on anybody. You give, them, you give them to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit can take care of them. When I tell people when you're going out and you're evangelizing, I, I, don't, I, I never tell them to invite them to church. You invite them to Jesus. If you get them to Jesus, they'll find a church. 
Now, they'll usually go where they're connected or have a friend, and I understand that. And, and, and we want them to come to church, but, but, but the first thing we want them to do is we want them to come to Christ, period. And then the Holy Spirit can lead them to the place where they can get connected. Amen? Keep the road clear. Keep the road clear. Don't put any obstacles. Number three, the fugitive must flee to the city. This is an important point. The city will not come to you. The, the fugitive must flee to the city. See, provisions has been made. The sacrifice has been made. The Father has, has done what He's going to do. Jesus has done what He's going to do. Now we have to flee to the city. <laughs> Number four, the fugitive must abide in the city. In 2 Samuel chapter 3, there is a story of Joab and Abner. And uh, it is a tragic story. During war, Abner had killed Joab's brother. It was a conflict. It was during a war. Now, in a war, things happen. But because he had killed uh, Joab's brother, Joab, the next of kin, uh, wanted to kill him, wanted to get vengeance. And as long as Abner stayed in that city of Hebron, uh, he was safe. But Joab, using deception, went to the city and began to talk to him. And as he began to talk to him, he began to get him closer and closer to the gate of Hebron, which was a city of refuge. And once he got his confidence... And got him outside the city. He took his dagger and run it through his ribs into his heart and killed him. And David said in verse 33, Abner died as a fool died. Don't let the deceptiveness of sin draw you out of your protection. Sin is deceptive. It will put its arms around your neck and it will promise you things and say to you things and get your confidence and you'll think that I can handle this. But I'm telling you, listen to what David said. He died as a fool dies because we have to abide in Christ. Some people don't believe in backsliding and I don't believe you have to. But I do know people get away from God. Amen? Don't we get quiet on me. The warnings of the cities of refuge is this. Sin is deceptive, and only in Jesus is their refuge. We're talking about city warnings, city messages. Now, there's other warnings of this city. Six is the number of man. For 6,000 years, God is... Try to get man to come to him for refuge. 6,000 years. He has given men the opportunity to come. The opportunity to flee to him for refuge. Notice now, there was three on the east side of Jordan. 
and there was three on the, on the west. Jordan means descender. Jesus came down to our level. No matter which side of the cross you lived on, God has been our refuge. Whether it was before Jesus or after the cross or before the cross, God has been our refuge. There was three on each side. Now notice in Numbers chapter 35, verses 3 and 4. The common land of the cities you dwell in and their common land shall be for their cattle. Now look at this as we get through. I went through here real fast, but I want you to see something. Here's the city. God is the city builder. We know there's a great city coming, right? 1,500 miles square is coming. Okay, the first measurement was 1,000 cubits. It was for their land. And for their cattle. Put Isaiah chapter 65 and verse 25 up there. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The dust shall be the serpent's food and they shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. There's going to be a thousand years of rest in the kingdom that Jesus sets up from Jerusalem. A thousand year reign. He said, I want you to measure a thousand from the city. We're talking about city message and city warning. And then he said, I, I want you to measure another 2,000 cubits. And this will be for your, for your land and your sowing. For 2,000 years, the church has been sowing the Word of God. We're getting close to the end of the opportunity to sow. A thousand years reign of Christ and then the city. City messages. City warnings. Notice this now. 42 is the number of the return of Christ. You take the the six cities of refuge away from 48 leaves, number 42. Matthew chapter 1, verse 17. Put it up there. I, I used to read this and think, what in the world did he put this in the Scripture for? Matthew chapter 1, I think it's verse 17. So all the generations from Abraham to David are what? 14. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon until the, until the Christ are 14 generations. I used to think, oh, why in the world was that so important that he'd say, put generations down? What's 3 times 14? And after 42 generations, who comes? Christ. In the future... Revelation chapter 13, 
the beast is going to be given, in the middle of the tribulation period, the beast is going to be given power to rule for 42 months, and then Jesus comes. City messages, city warnings. Revelation chapter 13 and verse 5, if you're looking for it, put it up there. And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy. This is in the middle of the tribulation period. And he was given authority to continue for 42 months. But after 42 months, Jesus comes back, takes charge, puts down all rebellion, and begins his begins his millennial reign right here from Jerusalem. City messages. City messages, city warnings. But how many of us take warnings seriously? How many of us are listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying in so many different ways? This is a supernatural book. And he has repeatedly over and over and over and warned us about his return. Listen, let's don't get caught napping. Okay? He's coming. City messages, city warnings. Any questions? All right, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I, I have felt your presence here in this place. And, uh, boy, I, I, I felt someone needed rest tonight felt my spirit that there's there's people need to lean on you in this place to find rest for their soul I felt in my spirit there's there's people that need to flee to the city to find refuge and strength and help in a time of trouble I felt that in my spirit so may may we receive your message tonight and your revelation tonight of what you want to do in our life and let us be consumed with a revelation of knowing that we are living in the last moments of this age. You have told us in so many different ways and times that we are living in the last moments of time. Please don't let any of us be caught napping. Uh, let us be concerned about not only our life, but the lives of others. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Whew. Went through it fast, but we got through it, didn't we? All right, the last one, uh, there was three, Jordan, on the west side of Jordan. Jordan actually means descender, okay? So, uh, so Jordan is a type of Jesus coming down uh, to earth. He descended. He that ascended is the first one that descended, okay? And then uh, they were to measure a 1,000 cubits in the wall for their cattle, okay? That was the first measurement. And then they were to measure another 2,000 cubits to be used for their planting and their harvesting.